Alrighty. So uh, I, I do believe that the Lord is using these, um, these meetings to strengthen, to strengthen us and to strengthen his people. And um, were any of you part of the meeting last night? Any of you? Raise a hand if you were. Only a few hands. Um, uh, last night was a, a beautiful time, and I didn't even get to uh, sharing the message. And, um, but that's, that's okay. Um, but it was a really lovely time of refreshing. So I want to encourage you, if you can at all come tonight, uh, please do come. Uh, there is still space available, and we'd love to see you here. So, with, uh, with this whole thing in mind of God strengthening His people today and uh, during this week and refreshing, uh, I want to encourage you to come as often as you can and let just uh, the river of the Lord deepen within you and get more saturated in worship, in word, etc. And so, Lord, thank you right now that as we just focus on your word in these uh, few brief moments, thank you that your word brings life. We do not live by bread alone, but we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So thank you that you make us strong by your power and by your word in Jesus' name, amen. So I wanna share basically what I would call waiting on God, replenishment for the soul. Waiting on God, replenishment for the soul. If you have your Bible, please look at Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, uh, a beautiful passage, which is an invitation from God. And so it says, I'm reading from the New King James Version, it says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you, what's that word? Rest, I will give you rest. I have a feeling that for, for us here, we need him more of the rest of God. Am I right? Now, obviously, this does speak about salvation in terms of when you come to God, you stop looking in other places because God is your satisfaction. But I believe that for us as children of God, we come to times where we need a rest afresh. Jesus said to his disciples, come aside and rest a while. That was physical rest but I believe that we need to receive spiritual recharging and spiritual strengthening, and that is the rest that I'm referring to. Jesus says, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but if God's offering something, I want it. Anybody with me? If God says, I give you rest, then I'm saying, God, I want what you want for me. And it says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find, what's that word? Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know about you, but I love this passage of Scripture. Isn't it beautiful? It's kind of like a breath of fresh air. In a world that can try to you know, suffocate the very life out of you, there's this breath of fresh air. 
And I believe that we can come to God as often as we want, just for a time of refreshing in His presence. It can be your quiet time in the morning. It can be as you're driving along in your car and you're singing to the Lord. It can be just a, a moment when you put your head out on the pillow at night. It can be a time of worship like this. It can be a life group meeting. It can be chatting with a, a friend who loves the Lord and you find rest in this discussion as you talk about things of the Lord. Now, just to read that same uh, little passage in the message version, it says this. It says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? <laughs> Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, the Lord says. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. You know, if you think of how Jesus walked on the earth and how he ministered, there is not a sense of stress in the way Jesus walked and ministered. And he says, he says walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. And listen to this, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Maybe you've never heard that phrase out of the message translation. I've loved it for years. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and light. Now that phrase the unforced rhythms of grace is very beautiful. Think about that. Unforced rhythms of grace. Won't you say that with me? Unforced rhythms of grace. Say it again. Unforced rhythms of grace. You know, I believe that there is a rhythm of heaven. There is a rhythm of the grace of God. And God is always inviting us to come and walk in step with his rhythm, and then we begin to live in the place of rest. The Bible says, strive to enter into the rest of God. And sometimes it's like, okay, how do we get in step with God? And, and then we're in step, okay, and now we're in the unforced rhythms of grace. Now we're in step with God. We're learning from him. We're taking his yoke upon us, and then we discover fruitfulness way beyond the fruitfulness that you can achieve in your own life, because apart from me, you can do nothing. <laughs> You say, well, God, what about this big building that I built? Or what about this big, it's nothing, it's nothing. <laughs> but the things that are done in God, they last throughout all eternity. And that's why God invites you, come, take the yoke that I give, place that upon you, learn from me. And you know what? That is the unforced rhythms of grace. So there are the rhythms of this world. Let's call that the rat race. <laughs> And then there are the rhythms of heaven that we're invited to walk in time with. And I think of a song years ago that came out by the Vineyard Music Group, and it's called The Rhythm of Heaven. And it had this cool uh, part of the song. It said, can you feel the rhythm of heaven bringing freedom as we sing? Oh, so nice. Can you feel the rhythm of heaven? Bringing freedom as we sing. Can you feel the rhythm of heaven? Bringing freedom as we sing. 
And you know, I believe there is that rhythm of heaven. And so what are we doing in times together like this? We're aligning ourselves with the rhythm of heaven. Maybe you're a little bit out of rhythm at this point in time, and well, don't beat yourself about it, up about it. Just come. Come and find rest. Come and let the rhythm of God begin to beat in your heart and soul. Let me tell you, I know that when I'm walking in the rhythm of God, I'm a better person. <laughs> I'm a nicer John, if I can put it that way. Some of you think I'm nice all the time. I try my best. But let me tell you, when I am in rhythm with God, walking in the unforced rhythms of grace, I'm a better dad, I'm a better pastor, I'm a better husband, I'm a better father, etc. And you know the same thing for yourself. You know that when you're in tune with heaven, that you're a better mom, <laughs> that you're a better granny, that you're a better brother, that you're a better son in the house. And so it's so wonderful because let me tell you, as we align with God, like just what the scripture says, we experience the results of a life in step with God, of a life in rhythm with God. Now, please turn to Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31, uh, another beautiful passage of scripture. And here, the emphasis of waiting on God comes about. And um, I just want to say, in terms of waiting on God, as you turn into Isaiah 40, verse 28, there is two aspects to waiting on God. One is that you look to God with your expectation being of Him. And another aspect on waiting on God is that you just place yourself in dependence before Him and you receive from Him. You might say, but aren't those almost the same? Perhaps they are in a way, but there is a little bit of a difference. Now, it says in Isaiah 40 verse 28, it says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. And here we go, verse 29. He gives power to the weak. I have good news for you today. If you're feeling weak, we have a power source that gives us power. He gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, I would venture to say that that is the real depleted ones. He will increase strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But here it comes. But those who, those four words, wait on the Lord. Say that with me. Wait on the, one more time, wait on the Lord. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Now look at what will happen. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Do you see how the picture changes? Do you see how replenishment for the soul comes in and the picture changes? They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And the first thing I wanna say this morning is, is that we, we all get tired and weary, but God renews our strength. I don't know how people in the world survive because I know I desperately need God in my life. Anybody else agree? I don't know how people in the world survive. Maybe they don't survive. But, but God helps us as his children to really thrive. 
And so we all get tired and weary. We do. But the wonderful thing is that God renews the strength. He renews our strength. Do you know that even the strongest people get tired? Maybe there's somebody that you look at and you think, that person is indestructible. They never seem to need a break. They just work like crazy and so on. I want to tell you, even the strongest example that you can think of, that person gets tired as well. Don't, don't let them fool you. But God, you know what? His strength never diminishes. And we have to understand when we read about this and read about plugging into the power source of God, we have to understand that his strength never diminishes. And if I understand it correctly, one day when we get to heaven, we will just be strong all the time because we will have new glorified bodies. Okay, we'll be spiritually strong and we will be glorified bodies strong, if I can put it that way. But while we are here on earth, man, oh man, <laughs> we sure get times of weakness. But God's strength never diminishes. Let that just sink into your mind for a moment. He never gets tired. He never gets weary. He never has to go take a nap. What a God we serve. Come on. The almighty God, the all-powerful God. I remember when I was 21 years of age, I was the, the youngest pastor to ever be appointed at Hatfield. So 21, I'm appointed. I'm one of the pastors doing both congregational work and youth work. And I remember my dad is leading the pastor's meeting. And so he's reading from this passage from Isaiah 40. And I'm the two, together there. He had a whole big bunch of pastors, 26 pastors on his team. Golly, it was a lot. And so my dad is reading the scripture. And so me, as a young, inexperienced pastor, I get this revelation and I say, you know what? This means that we should never, ever get tired because God renews our strength. <laughs> and my dad, with great wisdom, he said, uh, John, uh, in a perfect world, and I thought, Ooh, I was trying to be so spiritual in front of all these pastors and so on. I got it wrong. He, my dad says, yeah, John, in a perfect world. He says, no, in reality, we do get tired. But then we have the option of coming to God and being replenished. And so I want to say to you today, if you are perhaps feeling tired, you're feeling run down, don't be disheartened and don't feel less spiritual. It happens to everyone, but don't stay in a place of being depleted in the strength in your life from God. Allow God to strengthen you. And even right now, I speak to you as the people of God and those listening, and I speak strength to you in the name of Jesus. By the word of the Lord, I speak strength to you in Jesus' name. I speak to feeble knees and I say, be strong. I speak to people who are feeling overwhelmed and I say, you will overcome. I speak to people who are feeling like you can't face life anymore, you can't cope anymore. And I say in Jesus' name, I cancel those word curses over your life and I declare that you will overcome in Jesus' name. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And so I speak victory over the people of God today and we shake off that thing that says I'm defeated. We shake that off in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We shake it off. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So just to make it abundantly clear, how do we obtain the strength? And this is it, by tapping into the strength that never diminishes. That's the Lord. 
How do we obtain new strength? We tap into the one whose strength never is in short supply. And I want to tell you with God, there is never load shedding. Hallelujah. <laughs> there is never load shedding in heaven. God's power and strength is always available to you and it never diminishes. There's not fluctuations of voltage. You come anytime, anyplace, anywhere ever and you plug into God and He strengthens you. Can we thank the Lord for that? Come on, put your hands together. We thank you, Lord. And you make your strength and your power available to us. Say after me, God's strength is my source of strength. Now tell the person next to you, he is your source. Tell them that. Now the second thing I wanna say is that uh, God's intention is that his children would soar like eagles. Um, now God could have compared us to a lot of other less glamorous birds like, I don't know, crows and guinea fowls and all sorts of things and hardy dogs. Praise God, he, he brought in this analogy of eagles. All right. Uh, have any of you ever heard that statement that says, uh, how can I soar with eagles when I work with turkeys? <laughs> Don't put that on your desk. Okay, just hot tip for the day. Don't put that on your desk. Now, it says in verse 31, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And here it says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. This is God talking to you. He's saying that this, this is what will happen to you. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I just want to thank God for that scripture. Thank you, Lord. We shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so I want to say to you, in a child of God, see yourself as an eagle. It's a beautiful picture. Don't see yourself as a guinea fowl. <laughs> See yourself as an eagle. I want to ask you today, how do you look at yourself? How do you see yourself? I've discovered that the way in which we look at ourselves has great effect and bearing upon our lives. And I've discovered for my own life, there have been times when I have struggled with inferiority in my own life. Feeling inferior, feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like I can't crack it, etc., there's been times that I've struggled with that, but I've realized it is so harmful and detrimental to my life, and I've realized I have gotten tired of believing lies. <laughs> Some of you need to get tired of believing lies. The enemy wants to put lies in your mind about you, lies about your potential, lies about what you can accomplish. And I've discovered that if you begin to come into agreement with what God says about you and how God sees you, you begin to soar. And so I say to you, eagles, stretch out your wings and begin to soar in the name of Jesus. See God, so see yourself the way God sees you. That is not pride, it is appropriate. God says that we're not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but we're not meant to think of ourselves more lower than we thought. Think of yourselves accurately. How does God see you? He sees you as his eagle that mounts up with wings like eagles. And so the question is, how do you see yourself? And it's important that we see ourselves as victorious eagles. Let me just tell you something quickly about eagles. Firstly, they are majestic birds, aren't they? They are regal. 
They are magnificent. They are striking. Eagles have eyesight up to eight times stronger than the human being. They have powerful talons that can grip like a vice. Their wingspan for many of them is close to eight feet. That's quite a wingspan. Also, they can accomplish incredible speeds in a dive. They can dive up to 180 kilometers per hour as they are diving down to get their prey. That's, that's pretty fast. That's faster than the Chao train, in case anybody's wondering. But, you know, let me tell you this. But most of all, eagles they actually cannot flap their wings for too long. They can flap their wings for a while, but most of all, they are built for soaring. There are thermals, hot air currents, that rise and they lift higher and higher, and the eagles flap their wings and they fly, but they actually are not built to flap their wings a heck of a lot at a time. They are looking to get to the thermals, and then the thermals lift them up. God is looking for you to take the thermals of his Holy Spirit that will cause you to rise and cause you to soar for hours on end, hours on end, because those thermals are not made by the might of the eagle, but they are made by the might of the mighty God whose power does not end, whose power cannot be exhausted. And so I wanna say to you, you need to understand that in life, it is not about your strength. God has made you to be able to flap, but that's just to strive to enter his rest, okay? So you just need a flap just to begin to get it going, but then you seek the thermals. And you know what? God takes you higher and higher and higher. And I don't know how high some of those eagles can soar, but I reckon it's pretty high. <laughs> I reckon it's pretty high. And so I wanna encourage you today to say that God's strength comes into you to bring you to a place of soaring. Can I get an amen? So we are built to soar. Please tell the person next to you, you are built to soar. So soar like an eagle. And then the last thing I wanna say as I'm drawing to a close, listen to this. The moment you become still and wait on God, he begins to speak and life flows. I've discovered this. The moment you give God a gap, <laughs> the moment you just turn your heart to Him, He begins to speak and life begins to flow into you, begins to flow into us. And sometimes I think, Lord, I'm sorry that so many times I'm trying in my own strength. Why am I trying in my own strength? <laughs> it is so crazy. <laughs> the moment you turn to God, He begins to provide his strength for you. The moment you turn to God, life begins to flow into you. Listen to this statement from Psalm 46 verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And sometimes it's in that being still that immediately the life begins to flow. Listen to the statement. One of the ways in which man brings the most trouble upon himself is by his inability to be still and wait on God. That's very interesting. You can actually be bringing difficulty in your life by not using the power source. And sometimes then you, we complain to God and say, God, well, 
You know, why has my week been so difficult? And the Lord says, but, but it, you haven't been drawing from me. If you draw from me, I strengthen you. It's quite easy. And by the, by the grace of God, you know what? In this week, we're gonna be drawing from God more than ever before. <laughs> and I'm trusting God that each week meeting is gonna be, um, build on the next one, on the next one, on the next one. I'm trusting God that Friday night, we're just gonna have a glorious time in this place, an absolute glorious time. And please remind me that I give a salvation altar call on Friday night. I feel I must bring a, do a salvation altar call. And uh, bring, bring your unsaved uh, friends, family, etc. And so the reality is that God is just standing by, ready to strengthen and empower us. He's speaking, but sometimes we're not always in a position to hear because we're preoccupied with other things. We're preoccupied with the busyness of life. We're so busy being Martha, running around, trying to do things that God is saying, just come sit at my feet and would you allow my strength to come into you? And by the way, you know, just something that I've noticed is that when we get still, I said, when we get still, immediately God's power flows, immediately God's love and God's uh, empowerment flows. And I have discovered that when you get still, that happens because God, in the stillness, you show dependence. Let me say that again. In the stillness, you show dependence. In the busyness, you show, I've got it together, I'll take care of myself. But in the stillness, you show dependence. Amazes me how time and time again, God will speak to me at night when I put my head on the pillow. Does anybody else experience that? Or you go to sleep so quickly you don't even know. <laughs> A couple of hands going up. So many times. Why? Because when my head is on the pillow and I'm quiet, it's as though there's no disturbances. And oftentimes the Lord will speak to me then. And I wanna encourage you, when you put your head on the pillow tonight, just say, speak, Lord, your servant listens. Your servant listeneth. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit of King James there. Listen to the last statement I want to read to you by Lance Varner. Waiting on God is not an imaginary escape from reality, but an awareness that our real lives are beyond the reach of circumstances and hidden with Christ. One more time. Waiting on God is not an imaginary escape from reality, but awareness that our real lives are beyond the reach of circumstances hidden with Christ. And so when we talk about waiting on God, I wanna tell you, your real life, your abundance is hidden with God. Would you stand with me as we're gonna pray? Let's stand together, let's stand together. Lord, as we lift up our hands to you, we just declare that our real life is with you. We declare as our hands are lifted high to you, we ask, Holy Spirit, would you please fill us now as your children fill us now. Now you just consciously begin to just receive, just for a few moments. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you fill your people right now. Thank you that you fill your people. I speak strength to you in Jesus' name. And I declare that you are waiting on God. I declare that you are dependent on God. And I speak over you, child of God. Rise on the thermals of the Spirit of God. Stretch out your wings. Stretch out your wings. 
and let God do the rest. Stretch out your wings and let those thermals cause you to rise higher and higher in your destiny and purpose. And so we thank you, Lord, that we are strong in the power of your might. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, would you give the Lord a hand of praise and somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah.